Well, hello everybody. How are you today? Trust this summer is moving along well. And um, we're up here in the high and holy booth with the tiny air conditioning running. And I'm very happy to be able to reach out to you once again. Isn't that right? Yes. Amen. 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 Well, um, I'm sure that this is going to be a time that is replete with testimonies. Um, you heard some of Monica talking about what God's been doing amongst... Did you ever figure out what a name is for these ones? Young the people? young people? No, we've been we've been calling them the Elishas, but mo many of them are girls, so I guess they could be the Ellies. <laughs> no, we probably need to to pursue the Lord about that. Maybe we could ask them to with prophetically the, determine with the sons of the prophets. With the yeah, that's a good one. Because your sons and daughters, daughters will prophesy. Of the prophets. Yeah, it's been. Of course, there's that all sons and daughters group, right? Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't want to plagiarize them. No, no. But anyway, there's some things that have been happening there. I'm sure that we would be favored with a, a word about that in just a little while, whenever the Spirit leads. I just honestly, I, I'm just marveling at the goodness of God and just the irony. You know, we we talk about how the kingdom of God is like an upside down kingdom. And I've never really liked that expression very much, but in so many ways, you know, from the principle of the seed that is necessary, um, you know, the whole seed principle in the kingdom of God, um, the mustard seed, the prophetic seed, um, just the whole principle of the way that that God moves in so many ways is like an irony. Is that the right expression? Um, you don't know where I'm going. No, I don't. So, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is how in the midst of just the craziness of what's going on in this world, I mean, just, just the crazy, just, it's just crazy that in the midst of it God is doing so many things and and he is manifesting himself through his people and I think in each one of us individually in such remarkable ways to to really um, not only to prepare us but we're I mean I, I we are seeing breakthrough every single day in some way in the midst of a, an atmosphere where the enemy is so trying to suppress us and, and close us in. And it's just, to me, it's just, it's like I feel like I'm surrounded by chaos, but I have such incredible peace and such joy and, and knowing that the Lord is, is in all of it and is working through all of it. And 
it's just crazy to me. I mean, I just, I, I, it, because it's only, it can only be him. And so I'm, I'm just very, very thankful. I mean, I've just reflected on just this year, 2020, and how many miraculous things he has done amongst the saints and for me personally in my life from healing to delivering to um well those two things are huge and and you know this morning i heard from julia in france and just to hear her testimony of how god is moving in and through her and through her prayer group and the reality that it's so amazing but at the same time it's so wonderfully hard <laughs> you know it's just I don't know how else to des- to describe it I know I've been in the midst of like a CrossFit workout that just felt like hell I mean just horrible like I'm not going to make it through this and I just think this is this is just so beautifully horrible because I know working a muscle is going to make me stronger and make me better and it's it's so much like that it's like he's working our muscular system to to strengthen us to be able to stand and not waver and yet it's so hard and it's so pressing and and so i that's where i find the irony of it it's just it's so hard and painful and yet it's so wonderfully amazing and so I just, I'm thankful for that. I, the Lord, I didn't mean to take off, but the Lord began to show me something this morning about this silence fast. And, um, you know, I've been in the Psalms this year, and, and, and this morning he led me to Psalm 62. And in two places, David speaks, uh, he speaks this. He says, my, he says, truly my soul waiteth upon God from him cometh my salvation and then down in verse 5 that he starts the psalm with that and then in verse 5 he says my soul wait thou only upon God for my expectation is from him and I knew the Lord was trying to show me something and I know Sunday I, I, I spoke prophetically about how I felt like you know the Lord wanted us to bring us he wanted us to to find comfort in the discomfort he wanted us to not become comfortable in the uncomfortable bit, but be okay with it and, and be able to move in it. And so many ways I felt like, and I've had this experience or this manifestation before, maybe for different reasons, but almost like you feel like your heart is being enclosed, like you feel like you're being closed in upon. And it was very uncomfortable, and I've felt that way for about three or four days now. And then yesterday when the kids were over for prayer, Sarah says something. I was I was talking about how I'd come up here to pray, and I was feeling this tension in the atmosphere, and the tension was affecting me physically, like in my heart, and I felt like it was like putting pressure on me. You felt it before. We've talked this about this before, and and she started speaking about what she's been going through, and it was very similar about how she wakes up in the night and she feels almost like this. It's tension. I mean, it's it's just it's tension, and and so we talked. I talked them through about. You know, in a lot of ways, that could be just part of the process of the sila about how we have to step into that. We have to partner with God in that tension to bring forth a fulfillment. But anyway, this morning he led me to this verse. And 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 so I looked up, you know, because it says, my soul waits upon God. And that word for wait 
literally means to be silent. Where is this? Psalm 62. Okay. So my soul is silent before God. And he showed me this right when I was in the midst of my silence fast this morning. And then it says, from him comes my salvation. And this word salvation, it's Yeshua. And if you, if you look into it, the, the root of Yeshua, it means to make wide, to make sufficient. And the contrast of it means to, to be restricted or to be narrowed in upon. And, um, and I, I, I realized right then that in so many ways he has us in, in this silence fast really is a point of warfare and you've addressed this in different ways but as a point of warfare we have to to press through it and we have to intercede through this this narrow place to make to widen it you know to to open it up so that sufficient you know so that it's made sufficient so that we can bring forth the fulfillment of what God's plan is because salvation usually I think in the Old Testament links to I think Yahweh the salvation. This is talking about Elohim, and it's the heart, and that's where I've been feeling it. And and so it was such a revelation to me that what I'm feeling, what I'm sensing in my physical body, is so much a spiritual manifestation of really the 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 call to partner with the Lord through intercession in this silence fast to bring forth um, the salvation or the the opening up of what God wants to do in this season wherein the enemy is trying to, you know, bring us into that narrow place to where we, we it's not, it's not sufficient. It's not, um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, God has, I mean, he's got a word for everything that we walk through. And, um, I'm just really thankful that I'm just thankful I'm just really thankful, so anyway. Well, that's a great word. I like that. Yeah. So my soul waits upon Elohim, and from him comes my salvation. And that salvation, it is deliverance, but it's also just the opening up of the pathway. And we need that. You know, the enemy's tried to stop us. He's tried to, by by restricting our travel, by restricting really so many so many um, of the ways that we do things. He's tried to restrict us and 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 cause us to feel closed in, to feel confined and and quarantine and and all those different ways. But the Lord's in it, and so now He has us in this silence fast where our soul waits upon Him, and 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 is quiet before, silent before him to really partner in bringing forth the salvation or the, the deliverance, the saints into a, play, a, wide, a wide place. I don't know what the best, anyway, so that was, that was good, but going back to it, it just... These are just really unique days. And God is in them and he is moving and working and speaking and we just have to be faithful. Yeah, that's that's that is absolutely a truism. Um 
And you're you're right. I mean, it is. It is a. Um, it is an amazing thing the way. God is working. Considerable miracles, during this time that has been. Really, a challenge. Well, it's not. That's uh, not even. I don't know. I think I've just become so used to the pressing that it seems... You want to talk about the new normal. That's what it seems like. And as soon as you become okay with that, then um, you're, you're, going to be, uh, you're going to be blessed. Um, you know, I think back over this past year, maybe in about five years we can talk further about what all has really been going on, but, you know, we had, um, we had significant disruption within our network. And then, toward the end of the year, in the midst of lots and lots of travel, um, uh, I started having a lot of physical attacks. And you had physical challenges. And um, then God gave a lot of unique dreams and visions and kind of led us then into a time where we thought, man, we're really going to hit the, we're going to hit this uh, jet stream and we're entering into this year of wisdom. And then all of our travel was suspended. Well, not all of our travel. Ministry travel was suspended. There's still traveling going on. But... Um, but you know, during the midst of this, it's it's really been astounding. Um, you know, I was talking with uh, Pastor Sello from Cabo Frio yesterday, and he he gave some incredible testimonies. He said, you know, last week we were supposed to be in Manaus. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Many of you were supposed to be there. Well, the pastor of that church discerned that even though we couldn't be there. He was going to have a gathering there in Manaus, which is the hot spot of hot spots for this COVID thing. He was going to have the gathering anyway. and um, But it was on a more limited basis, but it was just him and his people. And he said that over 100 people came to the Lord just in the couple of services they had, which is an incredible thing, wouldn't you say? Yes. It's, it's amazing. And Cello was also saying that, you know, the last times we were there, we prophesied that they needed to start writing their own songs because God wanted out of the movement that was being birthed there for them with their considerable musical talents to begin to put forth music that would touch that nation. And he said, since that time, we've written 12 songs, which... Before that, they hadn't written any songs. And so they're well on that pathway of creativity. And I, I give praise to the Lord for that too. And another thing is that the church, where they, the place where they had been meeting, they're, they're having to get out by August because the guy that owned the place sold it to a car dealership. So... Uh, that's the real reason I wanted to speak with him yesterday because many of you probably saw that they 
were entering into a purchase of a piece of property, which when I prayed about it, I thought, this is not big enough, for, even for where they are now. And so when I talked to him yesterday with Yowali's help, um, it, it appears that they, they, they weren't going to do this, but I assured him that it was the time to do it. They were going to negotiate with the people on either side of this property. And the end result, as God gives favor, is that they will have a, a footprint that is about 25% larger than where they were. So God is going to give them their own place that they will own and that is bigger than where they were. And I, Yuwali pulled up a Google Earth of this and it's really interesting when you, when you see it from the sky there's water now it's in a it's in a development there's a there's how there's a, houses and businesses all around but the ocean is on one side very close like a few blocks and on the other side I don't know Pastor Larry whether it's an estuary or what it is but the point is is that there's water on this isthmus on both sides and I, I think that's very interesting. So we need to be in prayer for them that God will give favor with the negotiations on either side of this property. And, um, but all of this is happening during this time when they've not been able to meet. Which is really strange, isn't it? See, yeah, and that's a manifestation of that narrow place being widened. I mean, really, I think God is doing that. That's part of the breakthrough. Amen. You know, we look at salvation as just the forgiveness of our sins. We, and, and it is, of course. But there's so much more to salvation and deliverance that I think we've ever even touched upon. Mm-hmm. Just, the, just being, being free and, and, and being... Um, carriers of you know because i mean if we're friends of god we should be like moses knowing that we are called to be deliverers i mean is that not a big part of the calling to deliver people out of bondage and to to bring truth and light to just to the the revelation of of the bondage that the that humanity is in and i think that um just as you describe that because i saw a picture of that narrow place and i saw them jumping up and down and praising and sledgehammering and I I just see it widening just as you speak mm. and that's 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 a miracle yeah, yeah I, I agree and, and again the beauty of it is is that they have been renting as this unfolds they're owning and that's also a major yeah. a major blessing yeah uh, and you know cello is one testimony um, we, uh, we also know that pastor Luciano is is also expanding some and uh, God is giving him some inventive ideas as to how to utilize the place where they're expanding that will generate at least uh, the income necessary for the rental but it expands their 
their footprint. So again, it's um, enlarged your tent. Yeah. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. Um, what is the root of Yeshua? Is it Yasa? Yasa. Yes, it is. Yasa. Yasa. And that's really the whole principle that we're talking about is um, to open wide or free to be safe. And a lot, I think, in a lot of times, like even in the Old Covenant, the deliverance for them was out of from their enemies from natural catastrophes from plagues from you know from a lot of the things that we are presently dealing with um, to be liberated to be saved well there's a lot of I, I haven't studied this so I just well it's something for your <laughs> in my spare time your perusal <laughs> Yeah. Um, we're also it, it's going to it's taking a little bit of a while, but we're also during this time gonna, working toward getting a, a new web page for the Saints Network, and that's being done. I don't know when the end date will be, but it's it's in the works. Um, just a. Uh, a personal testimony and Katie uh, has been um, a lot of the, the new music that that she's been privileged to write and do is now being played on a lot of stations across the country that's so exciting and one of them is the is a gospel african-american gospel station in Harlem and <laughs> There's a whole lot of unrest going on there in New York City right now. And um, I think that's fascinating. And another interesting testimony is a, a worship leader from the state of Georgia here in the United States from a Russian congregation. This young lady contacted Katie and said, I want, with your permission, to translate one of these songs in into Russian oh. and we want to begin to sing it and we'd like to send it back over because they're, they're Russian and I looked at the church it's a beautiful little church it's just north of Atlanta so those we've talked about Eastern Europe this would be in, in the state of Georgia in, in uh, Eurasia and in Ukraine which so, is where my heritage is from you have you have you are an expansive heritage. I mean, this is this is amazing. Your grandfather came out of there. You've got people from Kentucky. You've got people from Lyon in France. <laughs> Just, I'm a Renaissance girl. You you are a you're a true American. So anyway, those are those are just some testimonies. But you know, it, it's it's funny to me because I. And of course, then we're still engaged in this silence fast, and um, God is protecting all of us from this plague. Um, but you know, we came into this last seminar, and um, it's like the words that God gave us were just kind of in the natural not you know it was just kind of cut off because we all left and 
And uh, so I've been revisiting some of the themes that God was telling us, and we're living them. And I, I have felt him drawing me up into uh, the heavens to really press the advantage of his spirit and the rhema that he gave in, um, you know, the, the, the study of the thesaurus. And so we, we really need to, we need to remember that our, our battle is in the Lord and we are spiritual, uh, we have spiritual assignments and, um, that is manifesting itself in a lot of these breakthroughs but the press that you described and the press that I've been dealing with the press that you said Sarah's dealing with is is all about that birthing of heaven into earth and you know what happens when you when you feel constriction it's usually because it can be of one of two reasons it can be opposition pressing in or it could be the flow and the supply. Uh, it's kind of like wearing a piece of clothing that you can't wear anymore. Um, you know, you got little kids, and you see them growing out of clothes. They they have filled their clothing, and it's it's too too narrow now. The bed is too. It's what Isaiah twenty eight says. You know, the bed is too short. And the covering is too narrow, and. I think that we're feeling that press because heaven we're interceding for the patterns in the heavens to come and what we're seeing is I don't want to say leaks but you know different breakpoints of blessing that are beginning to to shower out and bring these provisions but that's that's a great thing but it's it's by far not the main thing so that's really what we're feeling the opposition is worldwide it's uh, and, and it's so it's so bodacious it's so haughty and I don't really even think that's pressing us I think it's it's going after bigger game right now it's dismissing us it's really satanic which is a characteristic of of any kind of of satanic involvement. I'm not talking about demonic involvement. I'm talking about satanic involvement. And this whole press of uh, injustice um, and the, the root of evil that was found in Satan, the, the objective for him is being manifested as the accuser. But it's it's not just about what he feels, the way he feels he's been done wrong and the and the sense of that that seems to be moving everywhere it's you look at it in our society and we said this over the past couple of weeks what you see on the streets in some of the places now has nothing to do with someone being killed because my goodness I mean look at what happened in Brooklyn past couple of days with a one-year-old boy African-American boy and African-American boy being shot and killed and I don't know how many other people shot in New York how many people again killed this just this weekend in Chicago it's not about that it's about the desire to you want to talk about deconstruct to destroy the foundations to destroy the pillars and to destroy the 
the things that we hold together in the Lord. That's the agenda, and that's the agenda of the enemy. He doesn't want to be just. He doesn't want to just be like the Most High. He wants his agenda to be the agenda. So, um, and that's really the crux of the argument at the temptation of Christ when Jesus said, uh, responded with proskuneo being before God alone. And that's not just a point of worship. That's a point of God's agenda. And anybody who's ever proskuneoed, you're not just there smelling the, the, the lavender. You are pressing through to welcome something God wants to do. So that was the main thing that Jesus was stating. When you go before the Father, it's for him to welcome heaven to earth. And that's the pressing we're feeling from within. And that's just why your breastplate was working overtime. Because that's what your breastplate of judgment, the mishpat of God, is welcoming the burning of what God wants to do in his fire. So, um, I guess it's a, I mean, just relating it to, in in the New Testament, I mean, you think of, we talk about iron, the irony of the kingdom. You know, the Bible tells us to take the narrow, you know, the narrow gate as opposed to the wide gate. So, in so many ways, just as saints representing truth, in a lot of ways, I mean, we're standing on behalf of that narrow path. Yeah. But we're called to welcome the kingdom and to bring that birthing that you said that that really, it, it is literally like that. Travail. The travail, the affliction, you know, that is but for a moment that's working from, you know, the glory to glory, the pressure to press it through and... It, it's just it's it's just it's just interesting and then you've got the whole we decrease so that he might increase so there's there's so many different ways to look at this um yeah the de- the decrease of course now we, we want to stay fair with some and we will we're in, not going to go in, there in yeah. europe that it's all about his increasing yes and that's how we decrease but it again it's to elasticize to be to become what needs to be adaptable and that that is a pressing it is and it's uncomfortable and (laughs) i don't know about anybody else but i have been so uncomfortable but at the same time with such joy because I know that the Lord and the Spirit is is in it and moving through it. <laughs> yeah, it's an it's an incredible thing. Um, you know, there's so many ways that God is speaking that it's you really need to do what the angels encouraged many many years ago to begin to think and at least four or five ways at once Um, because all the things we've just said is just a a brief sliver of the things other things that God is doing like what I mentioned on Sunday those recurrent 
night visions about the oil in the left hand. I mean, that, to me, I've, and we've all had, we've all had um, encounters. So I'm not saying, oh, my encounters are better than anybody else. But from my position as a leader here, that, that is a different kind of reality. But I don't remember having five visitations about the same thing in the middle of the night. I don't ever remember that. And I know that it's telling for a pronunciation of the release of the Spirit to those who have been free and now need to enter into the things of the Spirit. Yeah. So it's a twofold thing. And... Um, but you don't get that oil in the hand without pressing. No. So there's there's a lot of a lot of what God is doing in and through us is really to bring the manifestation of his anointing, his presence here upon the earth. Yeah. And isn't yep. there a scripture in Leviticus that says oil in the hand is worth two on the bush? Isn't yeah. It? That's not the word. See, he's not teaching the word. I told you. I told you. No, it's just it's 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 amazing what God is doing, and it's so off the grid. I mean, it's just I I, I seriously doubt that any of this these points of discussion are are things that very many people are actually talking about. No. You know, I was thinking, and I don't want to go down the political racial trail today if that's okay but if you feel like we need to we can i just feel like i should rather talk about the lord <laughs> yeah we can do that but this morning i was i was i was actually reading the beatitudes and i was just thinking about how the whole and christians are doing this i mean christian leaders are doing this how they're raising they're rising up in defense against this race and and i listen which race no i'm serious the african oh okay Afri yeah black lives matter whatever well and so i'm reading through just, the through the beatitudes curious, yeah and i'm thinking almost everything about this is contrary to what's happening you know when jesus and this isn't when jesus says i'm not quoting from the beatitudes but when he you know when he tells you when you they hit you on one cheek you turn the other cheek I mean, just about everything that he talked about spoke about humility and about not defending yourself. Well, even the fast of feasting. And the fast of feasting. And so, and, what know, is that about? What the Lord of Hosts said was, you know, 70 years ago, these things happened, and you've memorialized them for four months of the year where you just mourn and talk exactly. about So, 70 years... Multiply that times three and four, and that's what we're really talking about. And so, but but I think, I mean, the point being that you said that this is going against a divine principle. A principle that says, if you do not forgive, neither will your Father forgive you. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. And you you have to see that if the enemy is raising up that type of uh, sentiment um, that the other it what's it standing against what's it what's it resisting what is God really wanting to pour out 
and I and I do think that it's largely a satanic thing. I mean, this we said several months ago, trying to analyze what this spiritual influence was that was coming, entering into the fray, and you know, we described what it felt like. We described the the way it was like a delusion the way that it if you gave it a chance it would it would scramble your thought patterns and begin to make you say things or no I don't I rephrase you you begin to act on it and you begin to say things or feel things that you know are not godly and then you you have to reflect and go back and realize that it's it's a vulnerability that you create in your iniquity that it goes for and it's like a steroid attack i mean it 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 overwhelms and so i think that this is a twofold thing i think satan himself with the injustice the evil that was found in him and whatever uh, whatever entity he has reserved for this time and I, I don't believe it's, I, I really do, I think it's a vestige of Wormwood in a way we've not seen it. But I don't think it's to the full of what's coming. And it's certainly not yet those ones that are enslaved under the Euphrates. But this is strong delusion. God gives them over to strong delusion. And the man of lawlessness. We're, we're seeing these things that are told in the scripture played out in a way that mankind has never seen. And you take the technological things that um, are being you know, applied in uh, the Pacific Rim with China, and you see how Russia is manipulating and moving, and um, you see all of those factors coming to play for the you know for the end time what we read so we're definitely seeing things that have not happened before and there's going to be more of them so we just need to keep our head in the game and know that there's about eight more innings of this ball game and um, you just buck it up do what you can play tight Anyway, I took off there, didn't I? But God is good. Oh, amen. When the enemy comes in one way, he flees in seven. Sin abounding, grace is much more abounding. We we need to embrace the moment and be still and know that he's God. Um, I'm, I'm just really thankful for, for that. Uh, so in the midst of all of it, we are we're continuing to rejoice and give thanks to God for um, for what He um, what He's doing in you, and we're so thankful for um, we're so thankful for what um, for what you mean in the kingdom and how you're standing. Um, so 
You want to talk about it? No, I'm asking if you have a word on that when it, so we can advertise it. But if you don't, that's okay. Um, thank you for being willing to stand. And thank you for, for being willing to hold fast to the work of the saints. Uh, there are a lot of people being added. And as Monica is experiencing now in great detail, there's a hunger in people to have you be ready to give an account for what it is we believe. And that that will draw on you, but you'll also be you will also be presented with other opinions and you'll pre be presented with some general church opinions and you'll be presented with some opinions that are kind of half-baked with bits of spiritual input but others that are the opinions of mankind and womenkind so you really have to you know not be a stick in the mud but a stake in the ground and you need to you need to know what you believe and you need to be able to back it up and you need to learn how to be an apologist for the things that God has once delivered to the saints knowing that not everybody is going to accept it uh, if, if they were then why would the Apostle Paul and others in the epistles write a line of, of uh, demarcation you know to the saints and those who love the Lord to the saints and the general body to the saints and all who who are you know there's there's a line and <clears throat> many are called few are chosen <clears throat> so you've got to know that going in and you almost have to be predisposed to know that you know if you ever think about when Jesus taught and he's there you mentioned the Beatitudes. How many people heard him teach that and walked away and didn't receive it? I think uh, <laughs> I think even today, I think a good part of the church doesn't really understand what he's really saying. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, not to change your point. I, I do. It is I mean, true. Until you actually just really look at it from a Namatakos standpoint I mean it's been revolutionary for us what he was saying in contrast to what I used to believe it said and yeah yeah uh, yeah it's and, and so that's why it's important to really know not only what we may be saying but from your own study to be able to say yeah this is what the word is saying and here's why and because you know I've seen it over the years it's just one illustration there was one older lady who was here and she was being blessed this was many years ago the Lord was doing a lot of things in her life and that was during the time when there was a lot of emphasis on the angelic. There's still 
all kinds of angelic things going on, but we've learned that some people just, it's a pearl before swine. They come in just wanting angels. And you say, well, let them have it. No, that's, angels don't want that. But anyway, this lady was really touched. She went home and told her son that was visiting, and his eyebrows raised, and he said, well, in the scripture, if there was ever an angel present, everybody saw it. And she believed her son. And she was downcast, and she, it was like an evil rhema. It was a fiery dart that just tore her away. Even though when she came and told me that, she came and told me that just about as, a, as an exit interview. And I, I looked at her and I said, listen, let me tell you two things. I said, number one, you have an experience with God. Don't let anybody take that away from you. And I said, secondly, this word that was given to you, and I listed three occasions in the scripture, and there are many more, where only one person saw an angel and everybody else didn't see it. Or one person sensed something from God and the rest were oblivious. And she said, oh, I never saw that before. That's all throughout Scripture. <laughs> oh, I know. But she was not, she was just a receiver. And she wasn't, she wasn't a student. And then there's some people say, well, I just don't understand all that stuff. You know, it's just too hard. You know, again, I remember any time either of my girls said that to me in school, that is one thing I would not accept in my house. And, and my phrase was, which they were mine, that is not acceptable. That was what I'd say all the time. That is not acceptable. Let's look at this. This is not hard. You just need to see it. And they saw it. But there are people who, whenever they're challenged, I, I guess this is in everybody, unless you learn to overcome this, you'll shrink away and never grow. If they say, oh, it's too hard, you know, I can't do it, um, you know, you, you have to press through. And, and um, every man work his own salvation with fear and trembling. Um, I, it's, it's a very simple thing. If you've been touched by something, there's an anoint by God, there's an anointing there for you to receive and understand the scripture. And you link that with the experience of him revealing it to you. And if you link that with experience, it's set. It's set. That's the way you do this. That's the way God has taught us everything here. He leads us. His spirit guides us. We know his spirit has brought us there. We felt it. We've known it. And then God says, okay, now let me, all that to do and to teach, let me show you this in the word. And the angels do this. They, they'll quote a scripture or refer to something. And you link that, the hunger for the living word, you link that with experience. And the word you hide in your heart that you don't miss the mark, God then builds off that. It's, it's, a, it's that precept of Isaiah 28. And he leads you from 
from glory to glory. You're changed from glory to glory. That establishment of what he has done and the word then makes the step for the next for the next step. And but people who have an ex- I've never understood how people could have an experience and then balk at opening themselves up to the scripture that the light of that experience is firmly shining on. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, that's pretty much what we opened right. up with when I said I was feeling this pressure and this tension and the and the Lord led me to that passage that led me straight to the silence, the 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 effectiveness of our silence and how it directly addresses that narrow that narrowing in the way that the Lord wants to expand and I love that. That that is that that's just undeniable to me. Yeah. And it, it just it breathes life into everything. Yeah. You know, you 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 mentioned the young people earlier and I've had just a wonderful privilege over the last five or six days to spend some time with um, our young people in ministry and prayer and worship and um, little swimming and <laughs> communion. We've had communion. But um, Noah unexpectedly unexpectedly came home for about five days for a family issue, for a family matter, but also because Louisa is here from Switzerland. And many of you know her, many of you don't, but you will. But she is a precious saint and um, loves, loves all of us very deeply and um, is really a part of us now. But anyway, I was having a conversation with Noah, and I've mentioned this before. Whenever I talked to him, this was, I think, the day before he came, I always ask him what he's reading because I'm interested. I want to know what he's reading. And, and he was telling me that he's doing this um, study about doctrine with the pa- a couple of the pastors from his church with his roommates. And he'd asked me if I would get the book and and begin to read the book and and process with him in somewhat of a a weekly study with him this book so i ordered it and it came so that was one thing that he told me that he was reading and 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 i trust that and then he said and then i'm reading this book by so and so and i'm not going to i'm not going to say a name um a minister somebody that i highly respect um that has written several books and and I would not hesitate picking up his book and and reading it but he said to me he said but it's really so much more about him talking about his experiences and there's not a lot of scriptural backup and and so it's not as edifying it's not it's it's really not speaking to me like what I'm really hungry for and I thought I mean, I honestly was so thankful for that revelation because these young people are so hungry for truth. I mean, they are truth seekers to the core. There is, I was, I was prophesying over, over Louisa yesterday, and, and what I saw in her was just this raw truth. It's like she, there's no facade there. It's, it's like, it's just the real it's just this hunger for the real. And I could speak that over every one of those kids in that room. 
because they are truth seekers. They are wanting to know. They are wanting the real. They don't want anything other than that. And that's what the, I mean, if the world seeks anything, that's what it's seeking. If it's, see, if it's seeking, well, that didn't make sense. People don't want a shellacked church. They don't want a shellacked message. They don't, they don't want any of that. I mean, if, if we just have to get to the core. You know what I mean? It's, it's just got to be real. It's got to be truth. And, and that's such a huge thing that they carry. And I'm just so thankful that that's what they're pursuing. And, and that they're here and that they're feeding from the pure word of the Lord that goes to the root of what Scripture is saying. And it's just because it's not about all the signs and wonders and it's not about all the, the bells and whistles and the gold flakes and, and all those things that, that you and I have had to break through. I think in a lot of ways for them to step into this place of just pure truth. Does that make sense? And so it's it's very refreshing. It's very refreshing. I mean, it's it's Well, see, that's the essence. <laughs> and I pray over Noah, who's a son of this house, that as that word burgeons within him that when he sees things that are there, the word will rise up in him and say, within himself, in the sweet nature that he has, that's not right. And that is right. And that's not right. Because it's, it's, it's very interesting. You know, you look in society today where there's very little dialogue. There's very little, there's very little, even in, government there's no there's no compromise there's no arriving to a point there's you want to talk about division there's there's a divide and both sides are pretty much set in um and you know i think that we we need to be recognized that that is a spiritual climate and um we we need to recognize that you better know what you believe you better know it from the scripture because there are people out there who adamantly believe in other things and they will try to persuade wherever that's from in the church or wherever politically geopolitically and if if you aren't grounded you'll be you'll be carried away and uh, I, I think a grounding of the scripture and a continuing submittal, submission of iniquity, bitterness, which is why at the table of the Lord, you have the word mm-hmm. and you have the bitter sop mm-hmm. and the empowerment of the blood. Mm-hmm. You've got to have all three. You've mm-hmm. got to be able to move and operate in the spirit realm and in the histemes. You've got to be able to move and operate on behalf of the Word. And you've got to be able to to recognize that terrain within yourself, which is often the most dire enemy any of us will face because it's our vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in war, you look for the weakness of your enemy. If you're in sports, you look for the weakness of your enemy. If you're in debate, you look opponent. for the weakness of your enemy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you, you look for that. And for us, the weakness that we have to deal with is certainly not God. It's you search for the enemy, and he is us. Iniquity. It's, yeah, it's our flesh. And bitterness. Yeah. And that's where the enemy's going for. So that's why it's got to die. And everybody has a story. Everybody has an agenda. And it defies logic. It defies... It, it, when you go to the root of this, you get hyped up on it. And you see people who are doing things. And you, the idiocy that you hear, you know? I'm, I'm not going to go down the political pathway. But we as Christians have to be rooted in that way. And so, you pray for Noah... And for all of all of those that God is rising up. Yeah, I have to hearken back to his high school days when, of course, we had put him in Catholic schools. And, of course, I could say I wish I hadn't done that, but it is what it is. But of all the many days that it, I would be getting text messages from him at the age of 15, 16, and he would type out what his teacher had just said and he would say mama can you believe she just said this can I raise my hand and dispute it you know and and just how many times he was so troubled by what was being taught in the Catholicism class at school as a teenager and even I mean even now for him as an adult, I mean, he and I have had so many incredible conversations about about Scripture and about this walk, and and so many these last couple of days because he's he's truly in this pursuit of truth. I mean, and and so I recognize that so many of the things that these young people that we taught them or they sat under the teaching at, from 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 growing up. It's like the seed is in there, but then we have these conversations now where the light comes on for him. Because maybe he didn't get it then because he was just young or maybe he was, you know, they goof off in church or whatever they were doing. But all those seeds were being planted in these young people. Yeah, and so the Lord brings those things up and he asked me about them and I'm able to explain it to him. And immediately the light comes on. He owns that truth and he begins to walk in it. And so... You know, as much as I lament the fact that he's not here, and we're just talking about one kid, and it, but there's yeah. just, it's just, I'm, I'm just so thankful well. for those seeds of truth that have been planted in these young people, and every single one of them, I am calling forth to come back to their borders and come back into their purpose. Amen. Yeah, because because that's where they belong. So. That's true. Yep. Well, we are almost out of time. I think we are out of time. <laughs> well, it's at 59, so we started late. Oh. This is the one we're looking at right there. Oh. We can't lose one moment. No. Not one second. So we want to invite you to uh, be watching for Wednesday Night Live tomorrow. And um, also remember to be in prayer for me on Saturday. Uh, we have the second session for the Brazilian pastors and leaders. Uh, Yawali uh, was in touch with me, and we, we sent the outline for translation, and Pastor Luciano was sending the Zoom Connect to uh, 
right now, early in the week, 55 spots, which is terrific. I mean, I don't know how many people will be in each of these spots. I think last time we had 51. And it's not about numbers. It's about the hunger. Yeah. And because numbers don't matter to me. I mean, look at the church. Oh, you gave that up a long time ago. <laughs> I, hey, I can, every Sunday when I stand up and look out of my precious congregation and I look at my bank account, I can tell you that. So, um, so be in prayer for them because these guys and women, they're hungry and they have a lot of questions that are legitimate questions. They're not fault-finding questions. They want to know more. I think after the last one, I spent 50 minutes answering questions. And um, so that's early, Dallas, 7 o'clock, East Coast, 8. And... Um, be in prayer for the favor of the Lord. And remember, spots all over the world where the saints are moving and ministering, um, God is good. And so, uh, thanks for joining us today. Until uh, the rest of the week. Oh, I want to say one other thing. I want to thank Adrian for giving the word yesterday on Facebook. That was a real blessing and I'm just so proud. I won't say where she's from, but I'm so proud of her family and her church and I know you are too. So, God bless you all. Goodbye. <laughs>